Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening to Mile High Insider with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome in, welcome in. It is 6.01 p.m. Mountain Time, Wednesday night. I mean, it's time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. I am Nick Kendall and joined by today, filling in for Luke Patterson, once again, Scott Kennedy. Scott, do you live here? We just figured we'd make it a clean sweep of August. You know, let's uh, get to the summer. I'll hold down the preseason. And then then you can cut me. Then you can <laughs> knock me off the active roster and send me back to the practice squad uh, for the real games in September. Yeah, Luke is uh, we're going to put Luke on the short-term IR after today. Uh, so that way, you know, Luke uh, had a little spill on his, uh, his chopper. So um, he so, says. So he says. Now, I saw yeah, pictures. It sounds cooler gnarly. that I wrecked my Harley than I slipped in the bathtub, so... He definitely was on his uh, daughter's little like pink Jeep, right? And had a little accident <laughs> on that little tiny one. No, uh, Luke's on the right road. go in the middle of the night and took a tumble. You know, you know what? That would put me on the IR for sure. <clears throat> Those things are knives on the ground. But uh, welcome in. It is Wednesday night. Scott is filling in for Luke. It's time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. Like I said, I'm Nick Kendall joining you live on every single Wednesday night for the Mile High Insiders. And uh, let's say hello to some people coming in here. We got Dylan Von Arks in the house saying, Sup Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit the like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already. We also got William Catalano coming in saying, hey, Dylan, did the Broncos do the practice squad? What what you figured they would have done? We'll talk about that some on here. And uh, William also come in saying, I'm surprised they didn't keep Seth Williams. Honestly, they haven't not kept Seth Williams. Uh, They're still, I think, was it 18 man practice squad? And we have 13 announcements so far. It's, six, so. it's 16, 16. And right now they're at 13. And it seems like that's a lucky number for a lot of teams. Cause there's a lot of yeah. 13 man practice squads out there. Like a lot of teams are waiting on a couple of guys. There are players out there who are negotiating with teams to be on the active roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would put Seth Williams in that bunch saying, listen, I might not want to come back here and be on the practice squad. I, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm weighing my options, which is, you know, his right. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe get a little bit more money to be on somebody else's practice squad or a better opportunity, better path to the field. Diamond Rattler coming in saying, boom, let's ride. Good to see you, Diamond. Hope you're doing well. We got our guy Ethan coming in. Ethan, we missed you in the morning shows, buddy, but it's really, really great to see you in here tonight. Uh, saying good evening, gents in Broncos country. Uh, we also got Kathy in. Oops, sorry, go ahead. What's okay? Don't Phil McLaughlin coming up with stars. Thank you, Kicking Phil. us off, breaking the ice, so to speak. So appreciate you, Phil, as always. Phil's been uh, Phil's been hot on the star trail here the last couple yeah. of days. He's always consistent, but he's like even ramped it up a notch, knowing yeah. that that fifty three man is it's it's tight. You know, mm-hmm. he wants to make sure he's on it. Absolutely, you know, no room for error for sure. We also got Kathy Lund. No errors ever from Kathy Lund. Um, Kathy, who did your 
who do your Wazoo Cougars play this week? Uh, Pac-12 football is getting started here. I know Kathy supports the uh, the Wazoo Cougars out here uh, in Pullman, saying, hi, fam. Hope everyone's doing well tonight. Lots of familiar names on the practice squad. Yeah, uh, only familiar names on the practice squad, which is pretty much the case for a lot of these teams. All these people worried about these players getting poached. Maybe Seth Williams is one of them, but a lot of guys back on the Broncos. So definitely excited for that. We also got U.S. Dave saying, ha-ha, hell yeah, best of MHH. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, yeah, rock on there. Mike Givens coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Scott. Go Broncos. Good to see you, Mike. Always good to say hello. Zach Vignolo coming in here saying, hey, guys, go Broncos. Let's ride. Greg Smith, you got the eggs for dinner, man. I like your style. Now we're talking steak, eggs, burgers, fries, beer, more beer. God bless, man. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> we got Garth coming in. Aloha, Nick and Scott. Man, Dango Dan, yummy breakfast for dinner. Good evening, gents. Our guy Dom's in the house saying good evening, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Jay Kozad saying there's always receivers available. Yes, there is. Uh, absolutely. I think Trinity Benson was released. And he's on a practice squad now. Probably somewhere I didn't even follow that. But, uh, you know, everybody, but a lot of people were upset last year. The Broncos traded Trinity Benson and then poof. Uh, you can find those, you know, five, six ranking on the, the uh, depth chart at wide receiver almost every year. I just went down to a dot on my uh, connection to StreamYard, so hopefully I'm coming in okay. But um, I think there were 33 players that got claimed. That's it. You know, there were 27 times 32 that got waived, uh, plus guys knocked off the injury list. So whatever that is, I just call it 900 just to, to, mm-hmm. to make it a nice round number. 33 got picked up. So most of the time, people are concentrating on their own. They're mm-hmm. looking internally. Um, to try and re-sign guys, and the Denver Broncos, one of those, they didn't bring in a, they didn't make a single waiver claim. That's always a little. You look at the waiver claim list, you're like, who'd they get? Yeah, these are all the same guys. I mean, and, and that's good, but you know, you, you know, you kind of like the the unknown is always a little bit fun too. But you know, for the most part, you're concentrating on bringing back the guys that are with you, and that's ninety eight percent of them. I mean, like I said, nine hundred guys. 30 waiver claims, 33 waiver claims. That's not a lot. And most of them, the top teams in the NFL, uh, except the top teams in the draft order getting the claim. So uh, the Broncos were not awarded any claims. I know that there was some out there that said, oh, the Broncos didn't put any claims in. Not what I heard, um, but, uh, you know, that just that it means they didn't get down to ninth in the uh, waiver, wire, waiver wire order. Uh, Pop Zuki's in here saying, evening, folks. Good to see you. Tyler Brooks, go Broncos. Roy Osborne coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Scott. What do you guys think of the practice squad? I think that the practice squad is, like Scott said, a lot of familiar names. Not a lot of shock for me, uh, other than happy to see some guys that were borderline that I thought maybe somebody else would claim them, pass all the way through waivers and get there. Speaking specifically, Natani Moody is one of them. McTelvin Ajim is another one. And uh, Kendall Hinton as well, just you know for the, the, for the storyline aspect. But And uh, Fayon Hicks, also another name. I think one of the most, one of the guys I'm most excited to see because I feel like some of the veterans, Nick, it's like okay, good. McTelvin Ajim, you know, we've talked about dropping him into the crucible of the practice squad and letting him battle his way out before, you know, toughen him up just a little bit. Um, that could be good for him, but you know, he's in year three. You know, it's like you're, you've kind of had your shot. So one of the guys that I'm excited for is Kadai Ma- Mauga. You know, the linebacker. You know, he came in and he flashed really well. It's like okay. You you showed you showed enough to make a roster when you probably shouldn't have based on your draft pedigree, which wasn't. Um, now you're part of the 16 man. You're part of the the 70 guys that are there. Now you've got a chance to work your way up as a rookie 
to try and earn your way onto the team. So yeah. that's a that's one of the type guys that I'm really interested in. You know, otherwise you're kind of looking at you know who's coming back from an injury or but you know McTelvinajim. This will be humbling for him. Uh, it will probably be. I'm pretty sure it's a pay cut because once you clear waivers, that you know you you sign a new contract. Um, you know you get to keep your guaranteed money, but from your your previous contract, but um, it'd be it'd be nice to see him battle his way off of there. But you know, there's not a lot of guys on here that I'm like, oh, yay! You know, there's a yeah. bunch of veterans that are good depth pieces, but not a lot of guys you look at and say, yeah, they could really work their way back up and become somebody in the future. But I don't know how often that happens anyway. So maybe I'm just talking out of my hiney here. It does happen, though, um, and you always want to pay attention to these guys. And also, it's new news, so we will cover it. Uh, regardless, Garth Knight, he said hello earlier. He's also coming down with the 499 Super. Thank you so much, Garth, saying, Hey, guys, noticed a 50% chance of rain in Seattle's forecast for this 12th of September. Can this game get any more interesting? Let's ride. I will tell you that that is far enough in the future that it means practically nothing. Uh, meteorological fall uh, starts tomorrow, and we're entering the rainy season here. I'm in Seattle, if for those of you that didn't know. And... Uh, there's a chance of rain for sure, but I wouldn't put much weight into the forecast until we're about five days out, four or five days out. Then you kind of start getting ideas with the the troughs and like everything like that. But for now, it's, there's that's in getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Fantasyland. My my wife worked at the Weather Channel for a, a long time, and I, and God bless them, they have like bought my house. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, forty eight hours for me that's that's really you know yeah. you can get a decent idea if there's a huge front, but in a place like Seattle, where you know the weather changes so often, um, I wouldn't put too much stock in the in the weather. I mean, basically, fifty percent chance of rain every day in Seattle. You know, yeah. it's like here. Well, let me give you the the the, the forecast for. Central Florida for the next two months, it's going to be freaking hot. And there's a chance of evening thunderstorms. There you go. Done. All done. Based on Um, historical precedent of what the weather is typically on that day, that far out. I want to say hello to Tyler Brooks. Also go Broncos robot of doom coming in here. That's the one I was looking for. Our Twitch guy. This is, this is the one I wanted to hit on. Thank you, Nick. Perfect. Yes. 
same wavelength there. There we are over there. Uh, mm-hmm. Just said, just wanted to start the show with a hilarious joke. Adam Rank predict the Seahawks to beat the Broncos 34 to 10. I got, I shot milk out of my nose when I read that. I think Adam Rank earlier in the year predicted the Broncos to go like 14 and three or something. So I, that's a, what a ma- major, um, I could be off on that one, but uh, what a major uh, swing on that one. 34 to 10. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a bit disingenuous and it's the, the purpose of it is to have what's happening right now. We're talking about him. We're talking about it. Y'all know what I say about this one. <clears throat> if you can go, if you lose to the Seahawks 34, 10 and go 14 and three, that would be a feat right there. That would be one heck of eating. Second, y'all know what I say when I hear about stuff that I see that just sounds really dumb or if it's just saying to be said it's like okay you're, you're on record let's put a year's salary on it hmm. or shut the hell up you know or, or be more honest about it or you put your money where your mouth is or shut your mouth so i'd yeah. be willing to put a year's salary that the, uh, the broncos giving me 24 points anybody else any takers i'm in yeah god uh don't tell your wife though. But um, yeah, no. Speaking of the Bron- Adam Rank predicting, I, think I don't make Adam much Rank. money anymore. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Adam Rank predicting the Bronx would have a winning season, the winning season has officially returned, and with the regular season just about here, there are plenty of opportunities to win at my bookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first timer, my bookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to one thousand bucks. It's simple. Follow the link in the show description and sign up using our promo code Wilson twenty twenty two or Wilson 22 on your first deposit and you'll instantly double your money with my bookie. It's simple. $250 deposit puts 500 into your account and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Uh, Broncos line, I believe is four and a half for that game. So uh, Adam rank, he's definitely smashing uh, the Seahawks side of things. Or if you're thinking if there's rain in the forecast, maybe you want to bet the under, or you think the Broncos run game is going to run, you know, ram shot over the Seahawks who really struggled in preseason with tackling. Maybe you want to hit the over on that. So uh, bet on team win totals, predict the Super Bowl winner, or use my bookie prop builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag this year. Again, use our code Wilson22 when you sign up and get double your deposit following the link in the notes and click the join below. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Yep, I dropped the link in the chat. Give it a shot. You get yeah. uh, get get some 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 extra freebies by using our code. And I know there's some some people out there are going to be putting some money down on this thing. So might as well go through and, and get some uh, get some bonus action out of it. Absolutely, Michael Ronquillo. Good evening, Nick and Scott on the Mile High Insiders. Let's ride and go Broncos. Christian Osborne. Don't recognize this name, but he comes in and says, "Go Broncos." Ernie Mays, also one of the most ride or die Broncos guys I know, saying, "Hello there, go Broncos. Let's ride." And uh, Nick D, I want to give Nick D a shout. I've been thinking about you since the 53 came out. Nick D saying, told you all Jalen Virgil would make it. He's going to tear up the league. He did the first step in tearing up the league as an undrafted free agent, making the roster. I was a bit surprised to hear he made it over Kendall Hinton and Seth Williams, but he's here right now and uh, really excited about that. I went back. I'm like, I know I like Jalen Virgil at Appalachian State. Had some tweets about him like back in 2019 because I knew he was like a world-class 100-meter sprinter, but um, excited to see what he can do. And, uh, Man, good for him. Really excited to see him do that. Also, good for us. Kevin Seven coming in, 499 Super, saying, for some reason, I can see, speaking of Virgil, or uh, Jalen Virgil, for some reason, I can see Virgil and Hamler on the field at the same time. That would mess defenses up by having two different game breakers. Yeah, Jalen Virgil, again, he had a good preseason. I am going to wait to put the game breaker on him just yet because at Appalachian State, he was still pretty just 
raw. He was more track player than wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did hear that the Broncos offense um, is using a lot of option routes this year. And Jalen Virgil was extremely good in the option routes. So excited to see him out there. However, that being said, I'm hoping that this is a year where Jalen Virgil's maybe inactive a lot or something like that, because I think if you're seeing a high dose of Jalen Virgil, odds are something went wrong above him versus him outplaying the likes of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, KJ Hamler. He played 54 games in college and had 11 touchdowns. One rushing touchdown, so 12 touchdowns. He had uh, 15, like 1436 career yards receiving in five years. He got to play five years because of the 2020 season extra. Mm-hmm. So might want to pump the brakes on that just a little bit. Um, he's a He's a track guy, not necessarily a football player yet. Can he develop into a football player? We'll see. It's tough to do at this level. Um, you know, and again, I know there's different things to look at, but I would pump the brakes on that just a hair as far as uh, the game breaker stuff goes. Yeah, but excited to see him. Definitely a long speed kind of guy. And uh, Broncos are looking for some explosive playmakers. Uh, so excited. Jalen Virgil's here. Really happy. I think it's 18 out of the last 19 season. An undrafted free agent rookie made the 53 man roster as well. Awesome, man. Good good for Jalen Virgil. Hope he sticks around and uh, hope he maximizes his opportunities because odds are eventually they're going to need him. Uh, Benjamin Flores and Evening Fellas go Broncos. Hope everyone's doing well. Curly uh, coming in here. I love the name Curly. What's going on, guys, from Louisiana? Go Broncos, man. Down there in Louisiana. Invite me to a, uh, gosh, let's get some jambalaya or something. I have not been to New Orleans yet. Scott, have you you've been down to New Orleans? Oh, I've been sure, to New Orleans a lot. Yeah, I've been to New Orleans several times. Good times. One day. It seems like a great place. Malcolm Brown. Hello from Homer, Alaska. Also another great place. Luke Wright. What's up? Good to see you. And Christian Osborne coming in back in saying, what do you guys think about the backup quarterback situation? Obviously, uh, Josh Johnson makes the practice squad here. One of the 13 of the 16 announced so far. Uh, And Brett Rippon on the 53 men roster, the backup quarterback for now, it does seem like there is some chatter that the Broncos would consider uh, looking elsewhere for the backup quarterback position. But for now, Brett Rippon and, Good for him, man. Seems like a really hardworking, smart guy. Uh, always calm and collected back there. Doesn't have the athleticism or the frame or the arm talent you really want, but that's why he's a backup. Uh, so happy about that. What, what do you, what I think about the backup quarterback situation though? I don't think about it. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. It's all, it's the Russell Wilson show. The, the same thing I think about the backup quarterback situation at 31 other teams in the NFL. If your starter goes down, you're in trouble. Um, and you know, unless you don't have a quarterback to begin with and you really won't notice a difference, you weren't a contender to begin with, but if you are a contender and your starter goes down, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the way it is. You pour so many resources into the, into the starting quarterback that you just can't afford. And there's just not enough of them. There's not enough good quarterbacks out there that you can be a contending team with Brett Rippon or Josh Johnson as your full-time starting quarterback. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So can Brett Rippon help you give you a good look during practice? Can he help you get better during the week? Can Josh Johnson help you get better during the week? Sure they can. Sure they mm-hmm. can. But you need Russell Wilson to stay healthy, just like the Buffalo Bills need Josh Allen to stay healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Mahomes, just go right on down the line. If those guys go down, it's it, that that is your game changer. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. We'll be really excited to see. Uh, it plays out uh, David Carmelo coming in saying, would it have been foolish to expect Brandon Johnson to contribute a lot this season if he didn't get injured in the final preseason game? I mean, contribute is a very broad word. Like he could have been in there for some special team snaps and done some stuff, be a massive contributor. Probably that would have been 
a little bit over expectation, but you know, he, he already outperformed uh, his status as an undrafted free agent. So uh, we'll see what uh, happens with him here going forward, but I'm happy that he is sticking around the Broncos. And uh, if we don't see him again this year, cause it seemed like there'd be, there was a lot of misinformation as far as was he designated for IR? Was he waived with an injury settlement? I think he was put on the IR because we don't see him on here on the practice squad. Otherwise I would assume he would be there. So um, that I think means that he won't get a practice at all this season. Uh, and uh, we'll see him again next preseason. So again, what do you consider a lot? I went and just looked up Seattle's offense from 2020, and their fourth wide receiver uh, was Freddie Swain. He played in 16 games with one start, and he had 13 catches for 159 yards and two touchdowns. Um, I wouldn't consider that a lot, um, but I also think that he is you know, at best you're four wide receiver right now. If you, you got Hamler and Judy and, uh, and Cortland Sutton. So I wouldn't consider that a lot, but compared to expectations from a couple of weeks, you know, a couple of months ago to who the hell is Brandon Johnson to, Hey, this guy caught a couple of touchdown passes and played in every game we had. That yeah. would be more than you were probably expecting at the time. So, uh, it's, it's all relative. Uh, it's all relative, Dave. Yeah. Absolutely. Good to see you, David. Hope you're doing well. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Uh, we got Papa Zookies coming in here with the 499 Super Saiyan. In his opinion, our practice squad is a reflection of the age of our team. Yeah, I think the age is just under 26, average age, but that seems young when you look at the Broncos roster. But I bet you if you looked at the league as a whole, 26, 25 to 27, I would guess, would be about the average for the whole league. Yeah, and then there's going to be some guys in there that skew it. I, it, it's, it does sound young, but then you think, you know, what's the average uh, career length? And it's under three years. Yeah. You know? So there's a lot of turnover. Uh, especially, you know, that's why you, you get to draft all these guys and you're, you're bringing in almost 10 new players every single year that are making the team. That's 20% of your team. So those are, you know, and then you, usually the previous draft class is still on the team. You don't usually waive the guys who are in the previous draft class. So yeah. that's, you know, what, 40% of your team is first and second year guys. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but again, there are some, there's definitely 
some veterans. There's some age in, in your practice squad, which which could be good. Again, some of those guys, you look at McTell, I've, I've used a phrase before talking about guys who have this size, this speed, all of the things that make your mouth water as a talent evaluator, but it just never clicks for them. I call those coach killers. Well, it's, it's, uh, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't going to let it happen, not after watching you know the run defense that McTell Benajim was putting out there. Practice squad. Go be yeah. a gladiator for a couple of weeks. Fight your way off of there. Prove it. Um, you'll either you'll sink or swim. Now's the time. And th- 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 I think it's it's great for the Denver Broncos to have him on the practice squad. It really is. Yeah, absolutely excited to see him here. We got Jesse coming in saying, "Good evening, fellows. Broncos country, let's ride." Good to see you. Uh, we also got um, who is it? Chase Wellner saying, "Are we sleeping on Tyree Cleveland being that big-bodied receiver we need?" Is he even that big bodied? I feel like he's I like think six, of him as that big. He he's sturdy. Uh, I think he's like six one, six two, but he's a dynamic uh, four way special teams player. So maybe we are sleeping. I just feel like it never really came together for him. He was I think a former four or five star recruit, played at Florida. Uh, but he's six two two ten, and when he was coming out of Houston, Texas, we had him as the. I was at scout at the time. We had him as the number one receiver in the country. Yeah. Athletic freak, um, really good athlete, really good control, physical, but the nuance and the skill of wide receiver has, being a great wide receiver from the NFL standard, has evaded him. That's okay. Broncos, what, they spent a seventh-round pick on him, sixth-round pick on him, still on the roster and becoming a great special teams player. I was listening to uh, one of the old former Iowa Hawkeye uh, offensive coordinators does an interview uh, once a week, and he was talking about there are three games within the game. Your offense versus their defense, your defense versus their offense, and the kicking team versus the kicking team. And in order to win on Saturdays or Sundays, you need to win two of the three. Pretty much that's just standard unless one of your areas just absolutely obliterates the other one. But you need to win two of the three. Broncos, the last five, six years, you could almost always write in special teams is going to be a loss. It was bad. So you need some guys like Tyree Cleveland that can help uh, you in that third phase because the margins of the NFL, they're small. And uh, having a good special teamer, even it's the fifth, just the fifty third spot on your roster can make a difference over a season. Yeah, you start wondering, you know, how many of those guys are you able to keep and keep active? If Montreal Washington is going to be a guaranteed special teams player, again, we just talked about. Well, I guess he could be the number four receiver now because we were just talking about someone who's definitely not going to be the number four receiver. So Montreal should be that number four guy. Um, again, Tyree Cleveland has not shown it. And he's had some chances. So I don't know that we're sleeping on him. Um, again, all the talent in the world coming out, and it's just never quite come together for him. And, you know, and that that happens. These guys that have made the NFL were at one time some buddies. Most of them were pretty good players at one point or another. And then who rises becomes a, the, the cream of the crop. Uh, we've got two questions coming in here, uh, Nick. Uh, from Chase again, he asks, he says, should we expect another 300-pound DL? And then Phil comes in with some stars on Facebook. And he says, was there anyone available you feel could have been a plus for us? So I'm going to answer both questions. Thank you, Chase, coming in blue. And thank you, Phil. I don't know the back end enough of the rosters. Again, almost 900 players were waived, and it was mostly guys that we weren't talking about, you know, across the mm-hmm. league. Yeah, I, I, we know all the guys for the Denver Broncos, but I don't know all the guys for the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers. That's just the AFC West. Certainly don't know <clears throat> the guys from the Bears and the Vikings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I do follow the Falcons pretty closely, and they had one player that's in the same situation as Seth Williams and that he was, to me, a bit of a surprise cut. That Abdullah Anderson, 6'3", 300 pounds, was 
waived by the Falcons was more of a surprise to me than Seth Williams getting waived by the Broncos. But he's in the same situation in that with all of these guys that have signed, he hasn't. So I have the feeling his phone is on the on the his phone's ringing a little bit. He's played three years, uh, NFC North, six three, three hundred pounds. He's out there, and if you need a big body, three hundred pounder to play defensive end in a three four, you could do a hell of a lot worse than uh, Abdullah Anderson. Yeah, for me, uh, the guys that I would have really liked to come on this Broncos roster that were snatched up on the waiver wire, uh, Armand Watts was waived by the Vikings. He would have intrigued me some. Uh, I think he was a George Payton regime draft pick from uh, Arkansas as well. Pretty solid player there for them for a few years. Uh, Lane, who was a cornerback from the Michigan State, played for the Steelers. I think the Giants scooped him up. Uh, The offensive tackle that the Falcons grabbed, I think the Broncos maybe had eyes on him. Uh, The Falcons had the pick right before the Broncos at eight, and the Broncos were looking for offensive tackle the waiver wire. He was the best one out there, I think. So, um, what's his name? Ido- Chuma, Ado- uh, Chuma Adoga. He, I, I watched him. He's, uh, yep. he's from West Cobb County. I grew up in East Cobb, so he's from about twenty-five minutes from where I grew up. And then he went to USC uh, when I was living in LA. So he kind of, when when you you told me about him, I was like, that name rings a bell. I'm like, oh, of course. He went to McEachern. We played McEachern when I was in high school. Um, in a couple of different sports. And then he went to USC. So he went out West while I was out West. So Georgia boy, Cobb County kid coming to LA. Well, that was me. So he, he rang a bell. Um, mm-hmm. Arthur Smith got salty with the media again today because the, the report when he signed was he will be going in and competing at right tackle. I'm like, don't assume he's competing anywhere. He will come in here and evaluate. It's like, dude, you need to relax a little bit. It's gonna be a long damn year for you and your birds. If you don't chill. Um, but Adoga is a six three three zero eight, built like a guard, but can, has a good feet like a tackle. Um, so pretty good, pretty good player. I, I have a feeling he'll probably make the make the Falcons team, and that was uh, one of the benefits of playing such a crap schedule last year, uh, being Strength seven schedule. and ten and getting first picks. Yep. Uh, the other player that would have interested me a lot was Tyler Johnson. He went to the Texans. Uh, so those are the guys that I added in mind for the Broncos on the waiver wire. But alas. Uh, all picked up by teams that had waiver priority higher than the Broncos. So even if the Broncos put in waiver claims on those guys, wouldn't matter. It, I wish it was like more like a draft thing where like you get to put in your one pick and then it goes down to the next one rather than the top teams getting every single one. But I digress. Uh, you're talking about the back end of the roster. Maybe I'm just, you know, wanting to be upset. Dave Glassman coming in saying, my guys, great to see you. Good to see you too. Got to force Glassman. that parody, man. How yeah. else are we going to get those dregs of the teams up, up better? Unless we give, give them a them little boost. I just might as well give the Jacksonville Jaguars the first time. We have to reward the the losers and punish the winners. Yeah. Well, as long as they're punishing the Chiefs and the Patriots, I'm okay with it. Uh, We also got sunny days coming in with the sun and the Mahalo going on there. Good to see you, sunny days. Alberto, it has been a bit. It says, hi, guys. Haven't seen a live show in a while, but good to be back. Love what you guys do. We love it when you join us, uh, Alberto. We have Gary Neighbors saying, go Broncos. And Michael Rome coming in saying, I wonder who's going to fill the last three practice squad spots. No idea. Uh, some guys still out there. Could be Seth Williams guessing cornerback wide receiver, maybe a tight end as well. But, uh, and I'm guessing the practice squad probably isn't totally set either. You might see a few guys on there and gone. Former Denver Bronco, Mike way uh, Mike Ford just hit the waiver wire. He did the one that I was so, like, man, I can't corner. believe he made the there, team. There's your corner. I wouldn't expect the Broncos to go after him. No, I think you'd probably get uh, Nate Harrison jr. Former Bronco cornerback in here before Mike Ford, who really uh, struggled um, from what I gathered. Uh, when I watch, oops, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Uh, Mar- you have Marcus too. So, uh, yep. 
when we get done saying hello to Garth, uh, hit Marcus. Marcus came in with some stars over on the Mile High Huddle podcast Facebook page. Garth says, hey, guys, I'm a new Bronco fan since the addition of number three. Has, has Broncos country, let's ride, been a team slogan prior to Russ? Nope. He came in his first time in his press conference, you know, when he joined the Broncos was saying, let's ride. And uh, now everybody's adopting it. So uh hope he trademarked it. He probably did. He's all about that branding. So uh, let's <laughs> ride was not. Three. Yep. Every time someone says three, Pete, I want a nickel. You know, yep. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, Nick, or, yep. or, or I am. He, he's the first one to say three, Pete, with the Lakers back in the day. Yep. And I also remember the three Pete with Pete Carroll uh, on it with USC. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But um, get going here. Let's uh, let's ride. Was, what? They didn't actually win a championship, didn't they? Or they, they had a one peat. They did a one peat. Oh, man, I thought they won something. Like, the one BCS championship they won got stripped from them. Yeah. The other one was a uh, was a a Contested. press vote, not a BCS. Mm. And uh, you know they they did that. That's a whole other long story. And my bias kicking in with a fourteen and zero Auburn team getting the shaft. So in, yeah. in two thousand four. So. We can talk about that on another time. Well, Garth, we're happy to have you. Um, thank you so much. We have Nick D coming in. So what's so special about Brandon Johnson getting open? Didn't see him do anything except routes. Uh, he was making big plays and he's physical. Also, he kicked ass. I'll just say it as a blocker. Um, really excited to see him do that as well. I just thought he looked a little bit more skilled at the uh, position and coaches did as well, I guess, because he was getting first team reps before his uh, high ankle yeah, sprain. He had a good camp and then he showed well and, you know, getting open and catching the ball is one of the two most important parts of playing wide receiver. Yeah. And also I think it was Russell Wilson when they were getting players in there, he kept saying, uh, Brandon Johnson, his number It's like, Oh, that guy, you know, really standing out. Like Russell Wilson was saying it early on. So, uh, definitely the old, excited. To see. The old buddy Ryan phrase. I'm walking down the old, the old, the old guys today, old buddy phrase about Chris Carter. Well, all he does is catch touchdown passes. He said, non ironically, that became a, a thing too. You know, what's so special about him? He gets open and catches it. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that, he was, and again, you're, when you're talking about your fourth guy, what are we expecting from our fourth guy? How many guys have a fourth wide receiver? That is something special. 
You know, yeah. he, he looked like he could be a productive member of the Denver Broncos for a lot of Broncos country that makes him special by default. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dylan uh, Dahin coming in here saying, how's it Broncos country? Glad to see your guys get on the practice squad. Marcus Lewis Hanna with the stars saying hi, MHH and respect from uh, hi, MHH love and respect from the UK and all of Broncos fans also came in with another one and said, go Broncos and also go Broncos country. So thank you so much for the support, Marcus. We appreciate you. Um, we got, uh, we got, this is what I don't recognize strategy, strategy execute saying Broncos just uploaded a behind the scenes training camp video. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen that yet, a lot of fun to see that going on there and uh, media teams doing a good job. I don't think they've been as clever as uh, some of the other media teams. You know, I think the unfortunately the chargers have been really hilarious, um, but uh, definitely the Broncos It's really good to see the behind the scenes stuff there. I will say, I think they scrubbed it, but the first time they did this last year, when Peyton first came in, they had it called building the Broncos. And then they didn't. So I was like, hmm, interesting. But uh, Dave Glassman coming in and saying, is Leatherwood's career over or is there some talent hiding in that player? There's talent in the player. I think the question isn't so much the physical traits. It's up here somewhat, but probably mostly in here. I mean, if he's being waived after one year, something's fishy. He got picked up, though. So yeah. <clears throat> his contract got picked up. So there, he's going to get a chance for sure. I think it was the bears. I'm not hundred percent sure, but for some reason, I think it was the bears that picked him up. Um, but he, he did get claimed. So his entire contract, the remaining, you know, $6 million or so um, is going to be paid by the Bears. So they're investing in him that they think they can get something out of him. So it's not over, um, but it's, it's hopefully for his sake, this is rock bottom. Um, you know, <clears throat> he's not going to be the first player that's been cut by Josh McDaniels to go on and have success in the NFL. Right, Broncos fans? Yeah, absolutely. Tabitha coming in here. Thank you so much, Tabitha. Good to see you. Uh, hope you're doing well. We also got some questions coming in here from Clee saying, why are the Broncos keeping Ojemudia? Ojemudia should not be on the roster. And Dylan pretty much hits it here. If OJ is not here, who's going to replace him? Issue is, man, everybody uh, really wants the cornerback position. And there's not many good boundary cornerbacks in the NFL. Uh, just period. It's a position where you need a lot of different guys. And most of the guys that are Start. I mean, most teams don't have three cornerbacks that they like, let alone their fourth one being somebody they can rely on. So um, Ojemudia has had up and down career to date, but he still has two years of control. He's a good tackler. Uh, he still has athleticism and size, and you can keep him on the roster for cheap. I'll say that definitely better than Bless Austin. It's just you're not going to find better than him on the waiver wire right now. So hopefully, and you hope he figures it out. Uh, so don't give up on him just yet. Don't expect him to be a starter, but maybe he can become like a, a Kayvon Webster type uh, for the Broncos for you uh, older Bronco fans. Yeah. And again, Merlot comes in. Um, he says, I'm concerned after the, the, after the third cornerback, everybody is man. That's, that's how it works. Most teams there, there might be one or two teams that feel like they can put four NFL starting caliber mm -hmm. corners out there, like a one or a two. I mean, that are good enough to, to start as a one or a two. in for most teams, it's just the depth, just it's not there across the league. Uh, we're, again, we're just more insulated thinking about, you know, the Broncos. Uh, but depth is a concern everywhere for the most part. It's, that's the way the league's set up to ensure parity. That You yeah. can't stockpile players and run salary caps. You know, there's salary caps, there's waiver wire claims, there's all of the, there's draft picks, you know, a, a, a reverse order draft pick. All of those things are helped to ensure that not one team loads up with so much depth that they're, going to steamroll everybody else. Yeah. And I mean, I guess a big, as much of an issue and not as Ojemudia, but if you don't like Ojemudia, somebody else has to step up. Damari Mathis, 
up and down, had a few good days of practice, but really did not stand out in the preseason games. Plus Austin didn't do enough. He's been waived. Um, you're kept the same basket, but he's a pure slot guy. If you play him on the boundary, uh Oh, uh, and, uh, same with Quan Williams. Uh, he's a slot guy purely. So you just don't, you don't have anybody. And there's not many, I scoured, uh, the waiver wire the other day, not many cornerback options. I was interested in lane, um, who was waived by the Steelers and picked up by the giants, but, he didn't get to the Broncos uh, waiver wire spot. So. so you've been following this a lot closer than I have the last five years or so. How often does a team, you know, the, we're in the last year of a contract, can't come to a deal and we wave the guy, a Stefan Gilmore type of thing with the Patriots, who was, who was still playing at a pretty high level. And I mean, he made the Pro Bowl for, you know, whatever that's worth after a guy who's made it several years in a row, you kind of make it at least one more year after you don't deserve it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, a player who was available a couple games into the season. Um, how often does that happen at, at different positions? Is that common? Can you count on that? You want to save some of this money or is it basically once camp starts, if I really want to get a good player, I'm going to have to trade for one. You see some guys sometimes on the, the free agent market that you wait a bit to get, but the issue specifically at the cornerback position is that when the drop fall, when the drop comes, it comes hard. I think cornerback probably has the smallest margin of error for age and health of any position out there. Cause it's your, that's probably the most space position and the most reactionary position in football. The best athletes in the NFL play cornerback, the best athletes in the world, except maybe a small forward in NBA basketball play cornerback. Uh, that's just the way it is. So as you're talking about those fine margins, the, the lines are strength positions. Old man strength lasts a lot longer than the Man's quick pitch of a corner. So, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. That's why it goes. Um, <clears throat> I'm just wondering, you know, you know, when people are say like Gary comes and he says, good afternoon, Scott, who's on the radar, you know, there might be somebody out there that isn't necessarily on the radar. You know, can you go get a Von Miller tie? I go back to last year, you know, the Broncos weren't going anywhere despite hovering around 500 in a game out of the playoff race where they weren't going anywhere. And George Payton recognized that and, and pulled off a, a good trade uh, for Von Miller. Um, that is something that I think can be an option as you look and try and find, you look at those bottom level teams and try and find uh, an, an older veteran who can help you make a run towards the end of the season. They're not going to give up their one of their pieces. Bench in the Falcons again. They're not giving up A.J. Terrell for nothing. You know, he's no. a 23-year-old uh, second-team all-pro cornerback. You're not getting him. Um but, you know, if you've got Casey Hayward, if he's 32 years old on the other side, if he's playing at a high level, you might be able to get him. Um, so, you know, who's on the radar, Gary? Everybody. <laughs> um, those are where I would start looking is start scouring, watching some of these older teams with guys that have a little bit too much money. You're getting paid a little bit too much and on the backside of their careers. Yeah. I mean, I'm scouring it right now and I'm looking at like the age probably 25 is the cutoff for some of these guys coming in here and maybe Josh Jackson. I don't know if some of these guys maybe already have been added to the practice squad. I'm going to be honest. I haven't looked at every single team's practice squad edition, right. um, but it's uh it's not good. I'm already at the age 27, 28. It's <laughs> not many. Hey, Fabian Moreau still out there. I know Scott loves him, um, we've, but we've, uh, uh, we've highlighted Nick a lot. So I'm going to get this last one. Cause I do like this yeah. question uh, is slot corner that much easier than boundary cornerbacks. It is a, universal truth that the better athletes are farther away from the ball. Uh, there's, there's, you've got to get more separation as a wide receiver. You, you're so as, if, if you're not cutting it on the outside, 
they move you inside. If you're not moving inside, working out on the inside, they move you out. So if you can play slot, now there's guys, there's, there's the exception that will prove the rule, but if you can play boundary, you can play slot. If you can't play slot, you can't play boundary. That's for damn sure. You're not taking guys from the outside from an X wide receiver position. You're not taking a slot guy and say, oh, let's move him outside. He, he wasn't cutting it on the inside. Let's see if it'll work outside. It doesn't work that way. Uh, it's a little bit like, you know, think of it, you know, like the lines of scrimmage too. Have a guy, we're going to try him at left tackle. He's not working there. We'll try him at right tackle. Not working there. We'll try him at guard. If he's not working at guard, he's gone. As they're coming up through the years, defensive end. No, no, he's not quick enough for him. We'll try him at defensive tackle. No, that's not working out. Okay, well, let's flip him and see if he's on the offensive side of the ball. The defensive guys have to be more athletic because they have to react. They're not dictating the way the offensive guys are. So your best athletes typically 90% of the time, including those cornerbacks, are on defense. So yes, it is easier to play slot corner than boundary corner because there's you don't have as much space to cover when you're mm-hmm. in more traffic. You have more help, I think is the, the bottom line. You're not as much on an island. And typically you're less likely to give up explosive plays because of that help. Those, especially if you're rolling coverage one way or the other or playing two high safety shells and then rolling a safety down, those boundary cornerbacks can be really exposed. Um, So the bigger athletes, the better athletes typically play out there. Now, obviously there's still a lot of value for having a really good slot cornerback, especially if you're in a league where you have the Cooper cups of the world, the Devante Adams is going to play in a lot of slot. Tyreek Hill plays slot a lot. These tight ends play slot, blah, blah, blah. But still it's, you're more likely to see explosive plays coming from the outside of the ball. And explosive plays are the name of the game right now in college and the NFL team that wins explosive plays uh, game to game typically ends up winning the game, uh, becoming even more so of a predictor of the winner uh, over the last 10 years. So, yes, yeah. boundary cornerback. But can I take Pat Sertan to move into the slot? Absolutely. Yeah. Can I take a guy? And, and that's why they 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 chuff at the tail. Well, I, I don't want to hear the slot corner stuff. If you look at the paycheck on them, it's about double on the outside. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's – um, that, that's just the way it is. You're the, the farther you are away from the ball, the more athletic you have to be. Uh, yeah. Marcus Lewis ended up coming again. He says, I was pleased to see Nick Benito did well. I think he could turn out to be a great Broncos player. I think the expectations for Nick Benito were a little bit high because he was the first draft pick. Um, coming in in the 60s, typically you're like, okay, I want him to be good and I, I have expectations for him. But I think they were higher than usual because, oh, he was our first first draft pick in this class, and he was a second-round pick. Um, but he was picked in the 60s, and he is a traits guy with incredible quickness, um, not as much strength in the lower half. You see if he gets engaged with a deep, with an offensive tackle, the play is virtually over. The hard part for them is getting their hands on him to begin with because he's super quick. I think he's going to have an impact this year for sure, rushing the passer. I agree with you, Marcus. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a one-tool player with a speed rush, but at 64 overall, that's an elite, a highly valued trait. Uh, so even if he becomes you know, a super sub player for you down the line, let's say Baron Browning steps in, up enough where you feel comfortable moving on from Bradley Chubb, and it's Baron Browning, Nick Chubb, uh, Baron Browning and Randy Gregory next year with Nick Benito being your pass rush specialist guy, uh, he's definitely more juiced up, explosive, bendy, powerful at the point of attack than uh, Malik Reed. So you're upgrading there and getting a, 
a twitchier player who's got more skills and can definitely get after the quarterback a little bit better. So uh, does need to improve his run defense. No doubt. Can it stand to work on some of his uh, counters and different hand techniques to get after the passer rather than just, you know, this, the pure speed moves, but again, a rookie kind of figuring it out. And at 64 overall, that's, you're going to get a guy with warts at a position where typically the elite players go in the top 10 to the draft, not 64 overall. Yeah, but you got again. You've got upside. There's there's red flags on anybody that's made it that far down. There's something about him that he didn't necessarily like. His was lower body strength, um, you know, engaging and stopping the run. Okay, but if I can turn him loose and if he can get a sack a game, you'll pay him a lot of money on a second contract if he gets 17 sacks a year. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, we got Spencer Hani coming in here saying, "Nice to see Henningson, Matt Henningson, make the team." Uh, don't sleep on the Badgers in the NFL. <laughs> also, it was great to see Nebraska do what they do best against Northwestern. With you on the last one, not yeah, on the first one. Not in next language. Kind of the Badger stuff. I'm going to get green with envy here because I'm an Iowa Hawkeye supporter, and they are the they're the mantle that I want Iowa to get to. I don't expect them to be Ohio State, but if they could be Wisconsin, that would be great. Um, good to see Henningsen make the team. Uh, Broncos were impressed with them. I was more impressed with them than uh, another Iowa rival this year. Uh, any or. Uh, Wuzurike. I thought Henningsen had a better preseason than a Wuzurike. Wuzurike has got more of a body type tools kind of thing, but I thought Henningsen was more impactful. Uh, so happy to see both those defensive linemen make the roster. You do not want to be depending on either of them to play a large portion of snaps this year. Uh, but, you know, good to see them make the team. And I thought they did. They held their own given they were day three rookies in preseason. I saw a lot of growth from a Wuzurike from game two to game three. Yeah. You know, and, and if he can, he's going to have his ups and downs for sure. But if, you know, the line can keep going in that direction and the upward trajectory, you know, he's a six, five, 300 plus pounder that can move pretty well. Um, someone should have made it an offensive tackle back in the day, but that's a different discussion yeah. too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do. I like what I saw from Uzurike. I mean, again, you got him in the fourth round. Um, yeah. In what value if you can get a backup a serviceable backup defensive lineman in a fourth round and he can go and, and keep improving great pick great pick you know everybody at, at bronco at, at mile high huddle was excited about that pick yeah no that was a good one i was more excited about the Demari mathis one when it happened but then, you know talking about day three picks if those guys can even develop into average nfl starters that's a hit uh, a lot of day three picks don't do anything they're out of league pretty quickly uh, Aaron J coming in 499 super saying my wife and I will be traveling from Portland up to Seattle for the season opening game. Will there be MHH meetup before the game? I don't know if anything about a meetup. Um, I'm going to be at the game with my wife as well. I do have to work <laughs> that day. So I don't really have, I don't have any plans right now. I need to sit down and talk with Chad or something, but uh, I will be there and uh, hopefully there'll be some Broncos uh, tailgates going on. I need to put the feelers out to see where the spots are before the game. I have not been to a Sounders game. I've not been to a Seahawks game. They do a lot of Mariners games. They're pretty fun, easy to get tickets, but uh, definitely uh, keep in touch. Follow me on Twitter. I'll probably put something out there before the game. You just throw up a flag, you know, basically yep. saying, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to be having a beer at X. Come say, hey, where you're, where you're mile high. People know your face. You yep. know, this isn't, Oof, this isn't radio. This isn't radio. What they don't know is that you're 6'6", 240 pounds. So. God, I wish. <laughs> no. <laughs> pretty average. Uh, more slender than I used to be, though, since moving out here. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Aaron, uh, follow me on Twitter. Well, I'll definitely talk with Chad a bit. I even said Chad maybe even talked about coming out. I don't know what's going to go on there. That's a hard ticket to get. So congrats to you for coming out for that one. It should be a great game. 
Let's hope the rain holds off. Uh, so let's go through this. Uh, we're at 45 minutes now. Let's actually go through the list of the players who the Broncos mm-hmm. did retain. And you can uh, stop me if anything stands out to you. We've already talked about some of these guys. We've hit a lot of them already, yeah. yeah. I don't feel like we're just now getting to the topic. We've hit the practice squad pretty good. Yeah, but uh, still a lot of guys that we haven't talked about as much. All of them are players, the Broncos, familiar names, because they're all ones that were on the roster uh, leading up to this. So you have McTelvin Ajim did talk about him a little bit. Tackle Quinn Bailey. Uh, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Harris, who would like to upgrade that spot, but he's back. Uh, seventh round pick, the only draft pick from this last draft class not to make the 53 man roster. Uh, speaking of the Badgers, Fayon Hicks, cornerback, wide receiver Kendall Hinton, back on the practice squad, quarterback Josh Johnson, offensive lineman Jonathan Kongbo. Uh, you have the linebacker Kane Muaga from USC, you have cornerback Jaquan McMillan from Eastern Carolina. You have Natani Moody, year three player out of Fresno State, former fifth round p- pick, uh, got, getting some first team reps in OTAs, gets injured and now on the practice squad. You have Divine Oz- Ozigbo. Ozigbo. Yep. Ozigbo. Uh, run, running back from Nebraska, uh, brought him off from uh, Jacksonville recently, had a pretty good game against the Vikings. Man, he's a big guy. Um, happy to have him on the practice squad. Dylan Parham, the tight end, and wide receiver Darius Shepard uh, from North Dakota State. So, uh, yep, the Broncos. 13 of the 16 guys on here. Some names we did see um, any notable omissions uh, here. Some guys that you're like, I'm surprised he didn't end it up on here or surprised he made it. Uh, again, we go back and talk about uh, McTelvin regime. We hit him just kind of recap was, you know, he, he is a toolsy guy, you know, six, three, 300 plus pounds moves really well. Just needs to be, I, I've, I've, I think I, it hit me the, the last time we did a show together, Nick. I said, he just reminds me of the defensive version of Albert Okawebenam. Big, fast, should be strong, but weak at the point of attack. It's all the same type of, uh, all the same type of descriptions, but I can use a wide receiver. I can use him as a wide receiver. It's hard to use a defensive lineman that, that isn't strong, especially a 300 pounder that isn't strong at the, at the point of attack. So, um, and again, I'd like to see Seth Williams back out there. If he's not going to get picked up on a 53, if he ends up on a practice squad, I want him to be this one. I, I want him to go and improve himself. I thought he had a good camp. Yeah. And then Mauga. I, I like the way he played the game on when he got his shot on, uh, on Saturday. Um, I, I think I watched it on Sunday. Um, in the first half, I watched the first half Saturday night. It was a late game. Um, but I like the way he played the game. I really do. Passion, you know, just he went after it like this was going to could be his only shot and it it could have been you know so he yeah. he fired and if you're going to miss miss fast you know he didn't he, there wasn't any delay in anything he was doing and he was he was a lot he was a lot of fun to watch yeah no absolutely it's uh will be interesting to see how it plays out i guess the biggest shock for me um and uh, charlie coming in saying should we be concerned that no other team wanted these guys no other team wanted most guys. Um, there was mm-hmm. not many players actually were claimed on waivers in the end. That's just kind of the reality of the situation. A lot of guys are concerned with getting their own guys in here because they know the culture. They know the offense, defense. They know the the teammates. So uh, I would not be too concerned about it. Would it? And also maybe, you know, somebody like Seth Williams, who you probably are making a decision on pretty late there and uh, still hasn't signed. There's interest on him. You know, it's it is what it is, but. This is true for most teams, and most of these guys we're talking about right now, maybe one out of 100 will go on to become a great NFL player, and it's just the reality of it. Yeah, Charlie, I think we, we hit on at the very beginning of the show where I think there were 33 waiver wire claims 
players picked off of waivers. That's it. 33 out of like 864. I finally hit the calculator and did the math. 27 guys got waived or whatnot from each team as you went from 80 to 53. 27 players per team times 32 teams is 864. 33 claims. That means 3.8%. I was told there'd be no math. Um, I'm doing it for you, though. Only 3.8% of players that were cut got changed teams. That's it. That's it. So don't be concerned. People people are interested in their own. They've invested some time. They know the guys, as Nick just said. Um, yeah, and, and Jay says the Chicago Bears loaded up on other teams' cuts. They weren't alone. And the, the team that had the most guys nabbed were the New York Jets. So what's that tell you about mm-hmm. – that, that's either I think they had 11 guys or something get get claimed off of uh, off of their waivers. So either they can't coach a lick <laughs> because uh, you know they got great scouting and they haven't been able to coach. No, it is a new staff. I'm teasing. It's a new ish staff. Uh, give them give them a chance. But um, again, that's a third of them. So a third of the waiver claims came from the friggin' Jets. Hmm. Wow, that's uh. That's wild. Uh, I guess that speaks to you'd rather have you wouldn't rather not have it that way where the bat the 50 to 70 part of your roster is great, but the one through 50, not so good. Not so they're, good. They're so. doing better than that. The Jets are the Jets are on the ascendancy. They uh, they've got some talent on that team now. I'll believe it when I see it. I just I think a lot of it has to do because I don't trust the quarterback, and I think oh, the of course that coaches, yeah, but from this point of view, when you're talking yeah. about who you're going to keep and waiver claims and stuff, the quarterbacks are equal to everybody else. They're just a, a one spot on the roster, so um, that doesn't necessarily matter um, nearly as much. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a comment coming in here from. I'm not sure what this one would be, but to fellas, any recommendation as to where I can find a Broncos pin I can wear at work and such. I like the retro design, but no, the three Super Bowls come with the new. Definitely go with the retro design. Uh, it sounds like this uh, crazy horse logo is going to be on the way out here pretty soon from what I'm gathering. So uh, sorry for those with the nostalgia for the current logo. It's uh, don't don't think it's going to be around too much longer. Um, as far as a pin, I mean, I would just look up Broncos D pin. And, uh, Ooh, there's a, there's a sexy one right there, um, <laughs> on Etsy. Yeah. I, I love the old school D man. That's a, that's my favorite one, but, uh, ah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll post one on Twitter or something that way that's you can find Google. it later. Yeah. I found one on, um, Broncos D pin. Ooh, looks great. It's on eBay for 1499. I'll um, drop it in the link and they can send us a, send us a thank you note. Yeah. So, uh, I'll do that now. That's, I guess we're can, we're getting close. Thank you, Garth, yeah. for coming in. We appreciate you being here. And I'm gonna um I'm gonna ask Benjamin Flores comes in with a good question. Well, comment I agree with actually. So that makes it good. I said I'm tired of hearing about the Dolphins as much as I am about the Raiders being Super Bowl bound. Cart before the horse a little bit on this one. You know, do they yeah. two years in a row we've talked about not we, I mean we as in everybody, the royal we. Is Tua is Tua even good enough? You know, are they gonna replace him? And all of a sudden, you know, they're all in on this guy. Uh, and, you know, we'll see. So uh, I feel like they are being they, – they spring to mind probably more than anybody as far as being elevated above where they have played. Um, but, you know, two years ago, I guess they were a better team. But last year, they stunk. Yeah. They, they stunk. Yeah. It fell apart last season. Uh, so – all right, guys. Well, I think that's about to do it for us. Um, we talked about the practice squad. <laughs> Good finish there. They stunk. Yeah. All right. We got to get yeah. out of here now. 
yeah, the AFC is going to be tough. Uh, I'll put it that way. And we'll see how it plays out. I do think the one thing I just can't wrap my hand around is the, the Raiders hype at all. I just look at that roster and I think the secondary stinks out loud. The offensive line stinks out loud. Uh, unless they have Aaron Rodgers under center. Uh, I don't know how that team is going to get it done, but uh, Derek and Derek Carr is a good quarterback, not to disparage Derek Carr, but just not good enough to elevate probably a bottom 10 offensive line and a bottom 10 secondary in the NFL. Uh, they could surprise though. Um, they definitely had a lot of luck on their side last year. Maybe they could replicate that luck again. Uh, Ethan coming in here, closing us out as always. I figured if I said, Oh, we're going to head out of here. Ethan. No, Ethan coming in $50. Thank you so much, man. Helping us out on Wednesday night saying great show. Jensen and Broncos country uh, with the $50 um, had to make sure my eyes were right there. Not saying that the pounds of the euros there, but uh, great show. Jens Broncos country. Thank you so much, thanks, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. We miss you in the morning, so I'm glad I was able to get out here uh, in the night uh, yeah. and, and and sub in uh, for uh, for the the the, the chicken winged uh, Luke Patterson. Uh, Luke, hopefully he'll be back next week, but we'll see. Um, he's he's on the short term IR for MHH until he gets better. So sometimes it'd be like that. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. Uh, thank you, Ethan, for coming. And thank you, everybody, for contributing today. We appreciate you. Uh, man, we're that much closer to week one. Soon we're going to be breaking down the Seahawks roster and kind of getting into that as well. It'll be a lot of fun here as a uh, week one, man, just right around the corner. I'm heck. I know that Ernie Mays is in here. He's going to, you know, slap my wrist or something for mentioning this, but uh, <laughs> we're one week, about one week away from opening day and Rams versus bills injected into my veins. God, that Tony, is Tony Michelle heading to LA. Yeah. I'm interested. I, I'm interested. Last time wait. we saw Buffalo bills, they were unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, heck, they're not even talking NFL here. This week, we got Notre Dame going to Ohio State, uh, which should be a hell of a game as well. I mean, college football's here too. It's so, so great. Um, really hoping that uh, Penn State can beat up on Purdue tomorrow because I'm really tired of Purdue beating my Hawkeyes. But uh, that's just, you know, that's my own world. So appreciate you guys joining us today. Thanks for Scott for filling in for Luke. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. It's at Scout Kennedy. Follow me as well, at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also, guys, make sure you're following us at MHI underscore pod. And for tomorrow morning at BFB underscore pod, Scott and I will be live again tomorrow morning. Now, we already talked to practice squad, but we'll figure some stuff out to talk about, no doubt. And follow us at Mile High Huddle if you haven't done so already. Once you're done on Twitter, head over to Facebook and follow us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Uh, Scroll on down, find your iTunes on your phone. Give us a five-star rating and a comment on there. And then, of course, Go on over to YouTube, subscribe, like, and share on there. Click the bell so that way you know when we go live. And uh, comment on there. Scott likes to go through after the show as well to see if any, you know, do some cleanup crew and uh, see if there's any comments on there that he can help uh, contribute on and answer some questions. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us on this Wednesday. Scott, what's the rest of your night looking like? It's about bedtime for me, dude. It's about 9 o'clock. You know, got to wind down after a show. You're a little fired up after a show, so... I uh, I'll watch watch a little TV and get up and get some work done and be here for Broncos for breakfast. We can talk some Malik Reed. We didn't even talk yeah. Malik Reed. Did the Broncos yeah. get jousted on that trade or not? Eh, we'll get into it. And talk here's about it tomorrow. Yeah, Ernie Mays, Boo Thirty One Teams. Ernie, you got to answer me this. Are you even going to watch the other games? Like, or do you cover your eyes with like cover the other team on there? I don't, I, I don't know how deep this goes, but uh, we appreciate you. Um, appreciate everyone. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. Uh, until then, make sure you're choosing kindness and compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. 
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 